So the ACC is falling apart. This we know, but is it tomorrow or next week or next month or six years from now? When does the Big 12 get its new friends? This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas, and that is Nathan Brown of Big 12 Mafia. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Look, I've given you all of my takes and my points and the information. Now let's break it down with an expert, somebody who studies this more than anybody else that I've connected with, Big 12 Mafia. Nathan, where, where we'll start here. The ACC, the timetable for demise, Florida State, we had this same conversation on this show in August. What is new now? Well, FSU getting not the invite to the college football playoff is the catalyst, right? And you've taken an organization that was already very, very upset. Boosters that have been crowing for years uh, that they're not appreciated. And you gave them another reason to to be upset, except this one's real because you've taken them and you basically said that them and their conference is not good enough. Uh, no matter what they were going to do, and this is literally no matter what they could have done in their in their own hands and control, uh, it wasn't good enough. And because of that, uh, FSU and, and there's others, UNC, Clemson, there's a few Miami potentially in the ACC that feel like their value is much greater than they're getting in the ACC currently. And so uh, they want out. Now, the question is, where do they go? And why do they move and um, what makes it something that uh, they want to do, knowing there's going to be a a big charge? So they're going to have to write a check to somebody to get out of their current media deals. I will talk Clemson later to Mafia because that interests me so much in where they fit from a program and brand standpoint as to whether the AC, whether the SEC or the Big Ten will want them out of the ACC. But when it comes to Florida State, what is now the timetable here? Because I've heard Christmas. I've heard January 31st. I've heard a lot of different things. Is this a today deal or are we going to wait five years before this actually falls apart? I don't think it's five years. If anything, the latest date I would put on it would would be the negotiation between 25 and 26 Mm -hmm. for the new college football playoff. They want to know where they're going to be permanently. But look, it doesn't matter what the school is. There has to be an invitation. Somebody has to say to them, hey, we want you in our club. And uh, as of today, nobody's shipped out that invitation uh, to Tallahassee. So in my opinion, what they're doing is they're doing due diligence or letting people know that it's an attractive uh, idea that they have that they'd like to pursue. But I I would anybody who's saying, you know, I'm seeing these daily reports. People are come up with all these lists of how the ACC is going to blow up and where everybody goes. Mm -hmm. I would I'm just anybody I'm talking to. I'm telling just take a deep breath. For one thing, there is no rush at this point. There might have been a rush in October when if they would have had the door open to the SEC, then they go on them, then they go undefeated. Then the SEC could grandfather them in and say, even though you're coming in in two years, you're going to be one of our brands. We're going to want you to be in that college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the rush? You tell me what the rush is, because between now and forever, the ACC is still in a contract. In fact, they're in a contract till 2036. And that's not going away. So even if they blow up, and this is a key detail, very yep. important. Even if they blow up the ACC by voting themselves out of it, I think they not need eight and a half 
in other words, nine votes to blow the conference up, even if that happened, they would still be on the hook for the media value for all their home games to ESPN. Most people don't even think about that or they don't know or they don't care to chase it down. Yeah. We did chase it down over the last year and a half and come to find out, yeah, the contract's written. The the contract is with ESPN and, and Florida State, ESPN and Clemson, ESPN and UNC. So the only way they're getting out of that deal is if they negotiate an exit. Uh, and it would be great if they, if, uh, they were going to the SEC because the SEC is also an ESPN property. Yeah. But if, if the exit clause is to the Big Ten, they're going to want their money. ESPN is going to want to soak them for every penny they can get, which is why I think this could go a long time. Hey, you could argue, too, and there will be some that push back on that point and say, oh, if Florida State had gone to the SEC in October, it changes nothing. But look at Texas, 12-1 and 1 in exactly. the 12. Who's yep. going to the, and again, you could argue how much that plays into, the, into this. But what we learned from the committee is this was about putting the SEC in to yes. make money from the ESPN standpoint. It wasn't about the best four teams. They told you that. They didn't hide that. This was not the, the most deserving four. This was about who can bring in the most money. And when it comes to Florida State, are, are you basically bringing this, bringing this down to it's it's out of their hands? They're waiting on an invite somewhere else. They can't exactly bull their way out of the ACC without a landing spot. Is that what this is? This, this is going to take somebody else taking a chance or bringing in Florida State. Any of them. Anybody yeah. that wants to leave the ACC, they're not going to leave for a Big 12 invite. They're not going to leave for a Pac-12 invite. Yeah. Uh, the, the only reason the ACC people go anywhere is if somebody says, hey, we want you in. It's going to have to be an explicit. Now, it could be a negotiated thing, but it's going to have to be an explicit invitation that somebody's going to have to give them. And then they're going to say, OK, now this through this invitation, it enables us to go and find the money to leave. Because at that point, all it is is a negotiation for a number and uh, setting in the timetable. That's it. This is very uh, black and white. Bob Thompson's been telling everybody for over two years, this isn't as complex as people want to make it out to be. It's right. money, it's exposure, and it's what your brand value is. And right now, the world was just told by the College Football Playoff Committee that the ACC and specifically Florida State aren't good enough. That's it. Do you think then that there's an avenue where a UNC or a Miami or a Clemson or anybody else spearheads this, or is this Florida state or bust? Is that the team you circle as they're the only ones that can blow the whole thing up? I think UNC is the most valuable property in the ACC. More so than Florida state. It is because Mm -hmm. they, they could go either to the sec or the big 10. I think right now, the only opportunity the FSU has to go to the sec would be an extreme outlier invite. The ACC and ESPN basically just thumb their nose at uh, Florida state. And so they're really upset with ESPN. They're not happy with what they did to their school. So they're negotiating right now. I guarantee they have boosters up there that are negotiating with the big 10 and they're seeing if they could come up with a way to make this work. Um, It can't be explicit because there's some tampering rules and some other things, but we all know they use intermediaries. We saw that happen with the PAC 12 blowing up. Nobody talked to anybody until they did talk to somebody and it was over. Can you give me an update, too? We had the discussion of the grant of rights possibly being fraudulent. There was there was a vague notion that Florida State was going to try to find a legal loophole out of the grant of rights because it didn't account for inflation. Some of the vernacular right. used wasn't exactly put into the contract. Where are we with that? Or has it been completely thrown out the window? 
No, I don't think anything's out the window. But at the end of the day, if it would have been cut and dry before, it would have been executed already. Yep. Uh, Florida State wanted out of this okay. in August. When yep. you and I first talked about this on, on one of our first shows, it, it was it was very explicit. Uh, Florida State wanted out. They, yep. they knew they saw the writing on the wall. They knew that the Pac-12 was blowing up. They knew that those schools were running for cover in other conferences and Florida State. And, you know, there's the gang of seven, whatever that was that met. Yeah. And. And when did they meet? That was April or May. You know, there was a lot of, it was May and there was a bunch of smoke. People talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. And, Nobody wrote a check because they, they had no explicit invite. There are a lot of people in the Big Ten that want Florida State. There are a lot of people in the SEC that want Florida State. But are they worth 60 to $70 million a year? Yeah. Right now, the only the only one I see that is worth that much because of locale and because regionality is UNC. Uh, they're AAU, so they immediately are shooing with the Big Ten, and they are a big recruiting ground for the SEC. So that would be the one that I would point to. Well, the conversation, Nathan, for me, has really centered around Miami. What's the big brand the Big 12 could possibly land with? Now, Clemson right. has come up in this same in this same vein, which I find so interesting. Let's get into that up next. But first, we'll hear from our friends LinkedIn. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. LinkedIn Talent Solutions is your place to go when you need to make a hire. I am always, somebody emailed me. Somebody emailed me about my internship. I told you, I open up internships every semester. I'm always looking for a college kid next year. Baylor's not doing them. So could be you, remote. And also that email that you sent the email to got deleted. So at, here you go. Everybody write it down. Drake.c.toll, T-O-L-L, at gmail.com. And I'll send you the link to my LinkedIn Talent Solution job hiring frame. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It has a vast network of over a billion professionals, which makes the hiring easy. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. They know that small businesses are wearing so many hats, so they help you with the process, including writing job descriptions to make it even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college today. All right, Nathan, when it comes to the Clemson Tigers, the Big 12, and where the future of that school specifically lands. Is there any way it's this league? Because now I'm hearing that, well, if the SEC really wants to stay out of this and the Big Ten only wants this brand or this brand, UNC's right. the bell of the ball, maybe Virginia to the SEC. Is there a way in which Clemson gets out left out altogether? Yeah, the math works that way. And it all is hinged on, I think they were hoping that they could hitch a ride with Florida State and go as a pair. I know that there was talks about them negotiating together in the spring and early summer to try to get that exit, you know, more buying power, more control if they're if they're together. Um, And Miami has hinted that maybe they wanted part of that or Virginia or you name it in the ACC. They all want out. Um, But as of this second, Clemson does not, the music's going and there's nowhere for him to sit down when the music stops. Nobody is clamoring to pick up Clemson. And so, yeah, is it a possibility that they could go to the big 12? Look, here's the story. Anybody that's watching this right now, if you're an ACC fan, uh, don't take it personal. This already happened. You're going through the, the same throws that the big, 12 and the Pac-12, they went through this already. You're the third conference, the last conference to go through this. And so because of that, you're 
feeling the most pain. So you're going to have those times where you get in your news alert, you're going to hear the ACC is blowing up and you haven't heard anything about your school going anywhere. Those are real. Those are real concerns. And you guys are going to have to make a decision. Do you reconstitute your, your brand together, hoping that you can get enough AAC schools? Maybe you pick up the service Academy, something like that to make your yourself more valuable. Um, or are you going to become a 20, $25 million a year school? And, and at the end of the day, that means you got people running for the covers and those schools would be calling the big 12, which right now is the only other unattached. Uh, the big 12, the reason it's a destination for Miami or Clemson, even yeah. though they don't want to hear it is because the sec and the ACE or the big 10 don't want to get any bigger. The big 10 has already said they only want to go to 20. That's it. So they're not coming back to get Utah. They're not coming back to get any uh, Stanford, for that matter. The only way Stanford goes to the Big Big Ten is if Notre Dame goes. So it's like this musical, uh, this game of musical chairs. Everybody has to go somewhere. And right now, the only one that's an open invite is the Big Twelve, and it, it, Miami and Clemson might not have a choice. Is there a realm in which the Big 12 decides to go 20 or bigger over the course of the next year? Because remember, in the summer, Brett Yormark had kind of said, hey, we're, we're, we're comfortable. We're happy with what we have. Then over the course of the last couple of weeks, he said, hey, I'm pro consolidation. And Charlie Baker is the president for a reason. He's doing his job, which those comments seem a little more pro pro expansion in this respect with the way the ACC is turning. Do you believe Brett Yormark will be on the offensive here, whereas this may just fall in his lap? Well, I think he's going to fall in his lap. Hey, the yeah. question whether he goes up to uh, I right now, the number I think he stays at is 20. Uh, yeah. You get bigger than 16, it gets ungainly already. Uh, uh, going for more, you could. there's some ways that you can break numbers out. I've seen some things that say if it's 21, you could go three divisions of seven, all this other nonsense. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, uh, I think that the most he wants to go to, for right today is 20, unless, and this is the caveat, the ACC does go boom. And the and ESPN and Fox tell him if you pick up Clemson, you pick up uh, Miami, just name a two. uh, And then maybe you pick up Virginia Tech and Pitt. If you were able to get for those four schools, will they be able to renegotiate and maybe increase what their dollar amount is right now? The only pro rata is 32, right? But if you had Clemson and Miami, you come in with with a pit and a Virginia Tech. What does your value go up to? And I would argue that it could go up considerably. I would say each school could potentially bring an extra million or two million per school to each uh, campus in the Big 12. That's very attractive. Going to 24, you're starting. I think people that are talking 24 are kind of desperate. They're hoping they have a landing spot. Uh, But right now, it's, it's tough to get past 16. With that, too, if you look at a Boston College, a Syracuse here, those are not those are not teams you're sticking your neck out for. This is a this is a conference, not an orphanage. We've had that exactly, conversation exactly on the show. Right. Yep. Is there a is there a Washington State, Oregon State scenario for a couple of these ACC teams that at the end of this will probably look up and not have a home? Yeah, I think so. Uh, And I was wrong in the summer. I thought for sure that Washington State and Oregon State over a period of months, especially once it was figured out, basically, basically everybody knows where that lawsuit's going to end up. You know, there's some news today that they're they're now pushing back on dispersals of money to individual schools on a quarterly basis and all this nonsense. At the end of the day, I was surprised they didn't get invited. And now that we're three months past and I'm like, I think 
your marks lock them down. I think he only wants Eastern schools. And that's why I think four are very, uh, you know, if, if Miami and uh, Clemson aren't available, then you're going to get Virginia tech Pitt, uh, probably North Carolina state and Louisville. Yeah. And that's yeah. still a great four. Now that's not enough. Those, those don't bring you enough uh, brand bling to increase your amount, but it'll probably keep the same pro rata. So at the very least, it, it'd be a strong program, uh, or a strong conference. You have some good schools in it that has staying power. Uh, but at that point, then the ACC, as long as Notre Dame uh, wants to stay independent, the ACC will be around. To build a thesis on it to Mafia before we jump into a little more on the Washington State, Oregon State scenario for Clemson and Miami to go to the Big 12. It's going to take the SEC and the Big 10 saying no. And that's where you think both of those conferences lie right now. I do at this point. Yeah. Uh, the only two, the, the only things that I would be seeing immediate move for is if North Carolina and Florida state could negotiate an entrance, maybe at a half rate, like Washington, mm-hmm. Oregon got, then they would be in the big 10 and then they would, you know, those financials would work out over time. Other than that, I just don't see the sec wanting to get any bigger. Uh, they know they're the, the top of the heap. And why make it more difficult for your own guys to get into the playoff? Because that's what this is all about, is the more schools you add to your conference, it doesn't always make the path easier to get to the end goal just because you have more teams in the conference. So I I think staying smaller is what makes SEC unique. And they might only stay at 16. They go to 18 or something, but it's certainly not going to go past 20. Coming up, let's talk Washington State, Oregon State, the Pac-2 and that lawsuit that you mentioned, Mafia. But first, we'll hear from our friends at FanDuel here on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. It is where I go for money. Stop. You just you say, look, I think that this team's going to win and this team's going to win. You put it into FanDuel and bam, money. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Big call basketball is also available there. You can bet on the best conference in America at FanDuel. You get $150. Bucks. Don't, don't look over that. $150 bucks if your team wins on a money line bet. Look, you see that uh, Oklahoma it, basketball is, is a five-point favorite this week. They're two, minus 230 on the money line. You just put... Five bucks on it. Bam. 150 bucks. See, it's that it needs it there in free play. The app is easy to use. Spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Mafia, Washington State, Oregon State. You said in August, I don't mean to pin you on it, but 99% chance you thought they were Big 12 bound. Is there still a, a window of opportunity for those two schools with the way the TV deal may be reworked in the event of an implosion of the ACC? As you can say, really, there's really it's, it's a tough path to get to. But is right. there hope for those two schools? Well, the, it, at the end of the day, the, when we were talking about it in the summer, the mm-hmm. thought was that they would win the lawsuit or they would settle the lawsuit. The, the right. Pac-12 would cease to exist. And using those assets, they could basically leverage their way. And you could say it the SMU way. Maybe we'll just start calling everything SMU yeah. if, if it's that way. But you basically say, we're going to give you money and we'll take a, a reduced buyout to be in your conference. Uh, the profiles for both schools 
fit the Big 12 very well. The problem is, is that they've already explo- exploded into the West and they picked up six new schools in two years. And mm-hmm. that's a lot of, and that's a whole region that got flip flopped. So now you got people out on the East Coast that aren't very happy. And I totally understand why. Cincinnati and, and uh, UCF are great additions for West Virginia, but it's not enough. Mm-hmm. So they're leaning East. And it, I think the regionality part of it is the piece that I thought maybe could be circumvented through some negotiation negotiation and some other things. And I was wrong. I, I, I that's just something that, you know, I, I made a guess on and I read it wrong. Tell you this, it's as if there's an, an orphanage, right? 10, 12, 14 orphans all sitting around and two of them took control of all of the food. Right. And right now, Washington State and Oregon State, since since the headmaster gave them control of who gets the food, they've taken all of it. In a recent development, they're not giving out the the sum that is owed to the Pac-12 teams based on that grant of rights. But since those teams breached the grant of rights, they technically don't have to give that money away. Now, the, the schools are arguing that this hurts student athletes. Where do you sit with this and where is it going to get us now that Washington State and Oregon State are making their first big move as those that control the assets? Well, let's be very clear. It's not in a contract written that they were supposed to get that money. It's been a traditional thing. Uh, and over time, they, that payment has been paid out kind of a stipend as you go through the year because yeah. the schools have to have operating budget. But it's not written into a contract anywhere. Uh, they're claiming that by making this move, by stopping something that was an honorarium is, in essence, yeah, okay. uh, by doing that, it's breaking the judge's rule when he put in the um, temporary restraining order. Uh, they're going to go to the judge and they're going to argue, see, we told you they were going to do this. We told yep. you they were going to try to take everything and shut us out. And the pack two at that point would just say, no, we're not. All we don't want to do is just keep what's in here in here because we still don't know what all our liabilities are. They still don't know what the Comcast amount is. We've yeah. heard anywhere from 50 to 80 million dollars. They need to settle that before they negotiate any settlement mm-hmm. with the schools that are leaving because the minute they're out the door, now you're begging them to give the money back rather than holding on to it and not giving it to them in the first place. And if, if you've been around a parent, whether you are a parent or you've been a kid, you know what it's like when, you, when you're the one that has control. There's no reason to give that up just for the heck of it. Yeah. And in this scenario, I should be clear, all the other orphans have been adopted. They're just staying in the orphanage for an extra couple of weeks while the paperwork process is exactly so that, right. That's an added part to this as well. So they're not the greedy ones holding on to all the on all the food or the money here. They're they're right. doing what's best for the universities. Uh Mafia, what what's the best case scenario for those two schools? Is there any way they find they find their spot back in a power conference, or has that ship truly sailed at this point? Well, again, unless something changes either on the settlement side for the lawsuit, which it looks like now is not going to be settled anytime soon. In fact, I think the 10 schools in the PAC 10 are willing to let the PAC two die on the vine. So rather than than that settlement, which we had anticipated being quicker uh, without that and the ACC making some mammoth change and you have two to four schools leaving the ACC, they will be an invite to the ACC at the very least. Yeah. And probably, uh, sorry, at the very most and the very least is them mm. basically running uh, an AAC Mountain West sort of subdivision. 
With, with this, Washington State is profitable. That That's the one thing I can't wrap my head around here is Washington State, from a viewership standpoint especially, has some TV luster. Right. Is there a way that an ESPN, a Fox, that anybody leaves that money on the cutting room floor and doesn't at least find that school in, in a conference, especially if TV deals are reworked with the Big 12, the ACC, and the like, uh, given conference expansions growth? It's just a hard question to answer because Washington yep. State, while their their viewership numbers are good, they're two hundred million dollars in behind in all their expenses. Yep. Their their athletic department is bankrupt, and uh, they had to cut back staff and all other resources for that program. Mm-hmm. So yeah, people watch the games. I watch the games, but at the end of the day, that does just that viewership dollar by itself isn't enough to sway some of these more, uh, I would say, larger, bigger picture type concerns like regionality, making sure all your all your schools are aligned and saying the same thing. You don't have people pissing and moaning on the edges. And, and to do that, uh, you know, I think the Big 12 has said to, for us to become more healthy, we mean, need to be more balanced. To be more balanced, we need two to four more s- schools in region. Uh, we're talking about the east or at least central time zone. Nathan Brown, Big 12 Mafia, thank you for joining Locked On Big 12. Where can folks find your show every week? Well, my, underneath my signature there is my uh, uh, hashtag on on uh, Twitter. Uh, and then just do a search on YouTube, Big 12 Mafia. Just like I say it, look it up and you'll see our shows. We do shows between four and however many a week at times, but we cover realignment. We cover uh, conference conference reorganization. A lot of the legal twists and turns. The reason we're able to have this converse, conversation now is because of what we talk about all the yep. time on Twitter and then on our shows. And we invite people to become a part of that and, and be, be, be with our family as we call it. Drake, yep. thank you so much for the invitation. You know, I'm here for you anytime and I can't wait to be back. Absolutely. The thing I love about it, I, 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 you know, there are the Thamels of the world and and plenty of, of big time big wigs that do their research. Sure. But some of these independent journalists and the guys who are in the trenches, in the weeds, asking the right questions and aren't getting paid by those <laughs> big companies that are that have stake in this are the ones that are on, on, on top of it. And Mafia, you've been on top of it the whole way. And, and in the same way, not losing autonomy and still bringing opinions and takes to the forefront of this. So thank you for joining the show, as always. And for those listening. Thanks for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. When we come back tomorrow, let's talk more about the Big 12 and where we look. When we take this football season, where do we go with this? Who are the big dogs? Who gets left behind? This has been and always will be Locked On. Thanks again for making it your first listen every single day. Dose Grande. Peace.